everybody, and welcome back to the Dragon's Library. Today, I am reviewing the Bob's Burgers movie, an animated comedy musical based on the critically acclaimed Bob's Burgers animated TV show. And immediately, I have to explain something. So, I went and saw this one night when I was really bored, assuming I would review it that week or the next week. That was about two weeks ago, <laughs> since I had other stuff to review. See, I'm not exactly a fan of the show. I don't think it's bad. I need to stress this. I don't think it's a bad show. Yet, voice acting is really good. Animation is nice and crisp. Uh, the writing is usually excellent. I actually really like the style of the animation in general. It just never clicked for me, personally. I'd watch it, be like, eh, it's above average, and click on something else. It never kept my attention. There was never anything grabbing about it. Aside from the Wii, she's always interesting whenever she's on screen. However, since I've only ever seen a few episodes, and I've always heard good things, I went into this movie with a generally positive uh, expectation. I really tried to like it, and I did, but I didn't love it. So, the movie is a... So, to get started, let's talk about what this is. The Bob's Burgers TV show is always a lot smaller scale than a lot of anime shows from what I've seen, and the movie is definitely also a sort of small-scale affair relative to other anime movies like The Simpsons. It's definitely higher stakes than the episodes I've seen in passing, so let's get into that. The show and the movie follows the Belcher family, yes, that's their last name, um, which is a family of five running a burger restaurant. The parents, Bob and Linda, run a struggling burger restaurant and try to look after their kids. Bob is obsessed with making the best burgers, but can be pretty negative at times. Linda is your typical upbeat mom, who is generally supportive of the whole family. The youngest daughter, Louise, you've probably seen her before. Uh, she's a confident badass who's always wearing a pink rabbit hat. Jean is the middle child, imaginative, interested in music. And Tina is the eldest, who's a little withdrawn nervous, but does really want to reach out to other people. Um, the movie starts off the Belcher parents failing to get a loan extension and need to make more money the next week in order to make their payment as the kids prepare for the coming summer break. Uh, the Tina wants to ask someone out. Louise wants to prove she's, you know, confident because some people have been teasing her. And Gene just wants to rock out, even though he's basically made an instrument out of a few forks and a napkin holder. Yeah. <laughs> the movie starts off... So, the movie starts off like this, and suddenly a sinkhole collapses right in front of the restaurant on the street, causing the parents to panic. Uh, since, you know, nobody can get into the restaurant, or and, the, and even though they can go around the back through an alley, people aren't going to go around through the back for an average burger shop. Like, it's... Nah. Uh, so, it goes from this goes from terrible to catastrophic, though, when Louise finds a dead body in the hole after being dared to go down there, uh, and their landlord, who they need to delay their rent payment on, is framed for the crime. This kicks off another mystery plot that focuses on the kids, while the parents try their best to make money for the loan without customers. The mystery is pretty good, even if I called the answer uh, like midway through the movie. In addition, there are several musical numbers, but I generally, genuinely cannot remember any of the lyrics. The songs are all kind of just dull and average. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. One or two of them are even nice. I think I can maybe hum a tune, a bit of the tune, but the whole thing just is kind of forgettable. And that kind of sums up the whole movie for me. It's When it's there, it's good. It feels fine for the most part, um, but it's just good. It's not amazing. There's nothing really stands out for me. Like, the only scene I can still vividly remember is the climax of the car and the scene where Louise went into the grave. That's basically it. 
aside from the animation, the animation is basically on point the entire time. Literally, you don't have any complaints there. Good job, animator team. But the whole movie just kind of feels, I don't know, empty. Like, Bob's Burgers, it, it made a good movie. I just, I can't really complain about it, but I can't really celebrate anything other than the animation. And Louise, because she's all great. Like, seriously, Louise is an amazing character. I wish she was in more things. Uh, seriously, if she were starring in, like, any other show, I'd probably be talking about it a lot more. I don't know why I feel this way about Bob's Burgers. It's one of those weird things, like, how I can recognize the good qualities in something, but I just don't enjoy it. Like, and this will, like, probably get a lot of anime fans to be like, what? Uh, I don't like Cowboy Bebop. I've never been a fan of the whole space cowboy thing or space western. Uh, but Cowboy Bebop in particular, I've just, like, I'm like, yeah, really good animation, great characters, really, you know, interesting plot and setting, and I am tuning out. I don't know why. It just happens sometimes. Some things just don't click for me. So don't let the um, this review say that this is not worth your time. I can get, only give this an 8 out of 10, but it's good. And if you love Bob Burger, the show, it's definitely worth your time. But missing this is not something you're going to regret missing out on. And to be honest, at this point, I would say just wait for it to come out on streaming. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this one. That's the thing. I feel like I should have a lot more to say about this. Like, if I feel like if I ever have been reviewing things when the Simpsons movie came out, I'd be going over every little bit of it. And I didn't even watch the Simpsons that much. I caught most of the iconic episodes in my, like, the middle of high school. Not even high school, like, college. Um, and I've never watched, like, I don't think I've watched every episode in the series. I've mostly focused on the Halloween specials because I think those are fun. But I still really like that movie. And even as a kid, having not seen anything other than, like, one or two episodes in passing, my parents didn't want me seeing it as a kid. And I saw the movie at, like, a friend's house. In general, I just... I don't know. Boss Burgers has just never sparked me. So, 8 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> guess this one's a little bit shorter. We're moving on to the spoiler section. So, I'm going to try and go over this. I've reread everything now. So, let's do this. Warning. Spoiler. This is a murder mystery. If you don't want the murder mystery in your murder mystery spoiled, then, you know, stop. Go watch it. Maybe stream it. Come back. So, this is a pretty short movie. It's only 102 minutes, so, you know, a little over an hour and a half. You can take out the credits. Honestly, this movie is pretty good. I, I feel like I've been really negative on this, but I do want to say, Louise is a, just the best. I'm sorry. Like, she's so energetic, so out there. Like, people are like, Louise, you scared? She's like, no, I'm not. What do you think? You think I'm scared? No, I'm not scared. It's <laughs> like... Her whole thing is proving she doesn't need to prove to other people she's confident or she doesn't need something who's confident because she's kind of... I'm getting into that later, but... Um, you've got Tina trying to ask someone out and eventually realizing she shouldn't have been stressing over it. You've got Gene who just wants to uh, play his weird instrument thing in front of uh, like the small rock concert they have with like you know second or third rate musicians. Because it's like a small town. And let's get into that plot. So, Luis, after being teased at school, being called a baby, which she finds very offensive, uh, <laughs> decides that, you know, the smart thing to do is to have her siblings videotape her as she climbs down into the hole that just popped open in the middle of the street. Because, you know, it's a safe thing. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's Louise. What, what are you going to do? Anyway, she hesitates for a moment, but ends up going in most partially because she falls. And when she gets down there, she can't climb out because, you know, it's raining, it's really muddy. And as she's trying to climb out, a dead body falls out of the wall. Uh, which is actually really bad for the Belchers and for basically everyone. Because, see, the day before, 
they the company or the city had sent somebody to bring the dirt over. They were going to fill in the hole. It might not have been perfect, but their store would have been accessible within like a day or two, and they would still have time to make the money. But suddenly this is a crime scene, and you can't exactly fill in a crime scene. So the Belchers, um, you know, problems are essentially delayed indefinitely, so they need to find another way to make money. So they go to the, like, really rich guy that owns their uh, building. It's like, hey, can we skip right this month, please? We will pay you back next month. It's just like, we really, really need to make this loan payment. Um, and so he's like, well, I don't think so. Talks with his, like, co- he talks with his cousin. He talks with his brother. And it's like, oh, fine, just to screw him. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love how, like, the, the brother's like, no. And he's like, you know what? Just to screw you. <laughs> Like, I'll think about it, maybe. Um, and he seems like he probably would do it. He's eccentric, you know. But then the next night, that night, he gets accused of murdering the guy. Because apparently he worked there and he was one of the last people seen with him. So, yeah. He can't exactly do all that from prison. And he's probably not on the top of his mind at the moment. So, Luis, Luis and the others, Luis and the kids uh, get really invested in the murder plotline, because this is another way for Luis to prove herself, you know, that she's not a baby. And the older Belchers start panicking, because, you know, Bob's like, oh my god, we're not going to make it, we're going to lose everything, we're going to be homeless on the street. And uh, Linda's trying to be confident, and there's this regular guy who comes by to their shop regularly. He's even becoming one of the Holzman filled, going around the alley to the back entrance. And he actually makes them a sort of to-go burger card. Now, they don't have a license, you know, to vend food on the sidewalk, so they had to keep trying to keep hush-hush. And afterwards, they end up rushing into the pier, which is owned by the billionaire, where the guy, the carny, basically, who got murdered, worked. And while they're doing, and they actually tip over the shrine, which sends them on a chase, being chased all over. After making enough money that they're probably going to pay their loan, they start getting chased all over by the carnies, who are upset, you know, they accidentally desecrate a memorial. And suddenly realizing, hey, wait, you guys don't work here? And you destroyed his memorial. So, yeah. It all goes pretty crazy. Meanwhile, Luis and the others think it's the brother and that he's going to try and escape murder charges in a submarine he's outfitted. They find this secret, like, hidden lounge that used to be part of, like, the old uh, pier area that used to be, like, a rich person's club or whatever. And, yeah, they find out that, oh, wait, no, the other, the, the millionaire guy is out on bail. And he's there, too? And they're going to flee the country? And it's because their lawyer suggested it? Okay. And their lawyer's their cousin. And, yeah, you can probably guess what's about to happen here. Uh, I mean, I guessed it, like, midway through when I saw the guy packing. It's like, no, 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 this is a fake-out. This is totally a fake-out. Uh, it's the lawyer. It's the lawyer. Because they mentioned he's their cousin early on, and they're constantly picky on. It's like, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. They, gave, they had a brief moment where they made you think it was a brother, but, like, there's always a red herring. Literally always. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the lawyer arrives down there and reveals that he's actually had a very elaborate and well-thought-out plan to murder them. And with them gone, he would be next in line for the will. Because he's not in the will uh, and got kicked out and had, you know, struggled through law school and stuff like that uh, because of a lot of family drama. Meanwhile, the others have basically been able to coast on their own BS for their whole lives. So he's like, okay, I framed you for murder. Now, I got to wondering, like, wait, wasn't it buried under concrete? Yes. Uh, see, he actually was supposed to frame them, like, years ago, but he forgot. Uh, he actually put the body in, like, a loose pile of dirt that apparently was used to fill in that hole a long time ago. Or at least, uh, you know, 
help fill in some of the potholes to lay down the tar or whatever. And they didn't check the pile, even though he left a foot sticking out. Like, he, he did everything. He wasn't, like, dumb about it. He was very thorough. And he's always had, like, he has an alibi. He's setting off timer stuff. He's used, making it in such a way that it's going to look like a natural uh, fire killed them. So he basically going to have them go in the submarine, which may or may not actually work. But he's disabled it just in case, because he doesn't want to take chances. Smart. Uh, he's been siphoning off teddy bears and stuffed animals, rigged up to a fire, rigged up to a fuse that will burn away completely, not leaving any residue. The animals will be set on fire near a train track, which will look like it's just natural sparks, which ignited them. The teddy bears will be seen as the millionaire's eccentricity, because he's well known for that. And this is the kind of weird thing he might want to do. Then, while the fuse is going off, he'll run back to the gym, where he's already been for a few hours, stepped out of the sauna for about, about 30 minutes to just go relax a bit, and now he's going to run back there. By the time he's there, the fuse will be about to go off, and then he will have an alibi, because when the fire starts, he'll already be in the room. And he has a viable motivation. He thinks the pier is a horribly inefficient way, and he's going to turn into a, like, a giant amusement park area. And it's like, dude... This is actually a well-plot villain plan. Like, no, no, I really do. I really, really do have to make this clear. This guy is actually competent. Like, I kind like if he wasn't trying to, if he didn't wasn't threatening to murder the kids because they figured his plan out. Because Luis had this weird tooth, and he finds out the other guy bit him when he was, you know, murdering him. So she finds the tooth mark. She's been looking for these couplings that she thought was with the brother, and then she sees the picture where he's wearing them, and she pieces together. And guess what? She's like, "Un." She's like, "Luis, what's wrong?" It's like, "Nothing." And then he looks at the picture she was just looking at, and looks back at her, and is like, "I really wish you hadn't done. I really, really hate that picture." All right, harpoon gun time. And he's a harpoon gun. All he says, "Well, sorry about this, kids. Now you have to die." And that's very disappointing because I did not want to kill any kids. It's like. It just, like, immediately, the moment Luis starts acting weird, he looks at everything she was looking at, immediately realizes she's pieced together somehow, and is on them in an instant. Like, this might be the most competent villain I have seen in a movie in years. Like, and in movies in general. He he was trying to frame them. He did it in such a way that literally only went wrong all those years ago, because the people filling in the holes were idiots, who saw... Who, clearly could have seen a hand and a foot sticking out of a dead pile of dirt near the pier and just ignored it. Then, when it was rediscovered, he immediately pivoted to his old plans without any hesitation and was even convincing and even used the fact that he was his brother's lawyer to convince his brother to disappear in such a way that he could not only discredit him, but also murder him without anyone realizing it. And if it weren't for the fact that Louise both found the body had one of the teeth, managed to keep the teeth from the police, noticed that it was weird, also started looking into this and found out about the weird couplink, and figured out the brother didn't have it, plus happened to look at a specific picture in the lounge they were at, and only then got lucky enough to piece it all together because she's smart like that. If literally all that hadn't happened, he would have won. The kids would have gone home, the brothers would have been locked in the submarine and drowned, suffocated and died in there, and he would have, you know, the... Cousin would have burned the place down, assumed they were dead, now they're disowned, he gets all the money, and does his dream thing. And it's this moment of realizing that the brother is kind of the worst. Like, he's really bad at his job. And it's not, it's this weird moment of, it's not exactly played 
like it's like you know like the eccentric uh, millionaire, but in you know who came into his money, but he's you know at least lovable. It's like it's not even like that. The the millionaire and the brother are both kind of unlikable, and I kind of like it, until he pointed the gun at Luis, I was almost rooting for him. If that makes sense, because like at least he's worked for this and he has a plan of what he would do with that much money. And he has goals and ways to improve things, and he's clearly competent, and everyone can admire some competence, so, like, yeah, I kind of respect him. I mean, in addition to also having a very understandable and, let's be honest here, competent plan. I, I don't think I can stress just how insane it is to see a competent villain after all this time. Um, that was probably the most standout feature, and I couldn't talk about it in the main review section, because, you know, telling you who the villain is is the big spoiler. But... Oh, oh, yeah. So, you know, they managed to uh, save the day. The Belchers have this big car scene where they're nearly buried alive, but Bob and Linda come back, you know, they all save the day. They get the guy arrested, goes to jail, and as a reward for saving their life and, you know, clearing his name, uh, the, the millionaire says, yeah, you don't have to pay rent this month. Yeah. Real, real nice of you, asshole. <laughs> uh, Linda's even like, Bob, don't you think it's don't you think it's a little sad that he just did that? It's like, nope, we're we're not talking about it. We got we got through the problem. And it's just a moment of yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a happy ending. All the kids get to kind of have like a fun summer. It, it's fine. Like aside from the villain being competent, the animation being good, and Louise, I just don't have much to say about this movie. So yeah, this is kind of just general spoilers. Well, it's probably one of the shortest episodes I've ever done. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, that was a little short, but uh, that's a lot. So next Tuesday, I will actually I will actually be reviewing seasons one and two of the Owl House, and I've been really excited to talk about this. It's one of my favorite new anime shows coming out recently, and it got unceremoniously destroyed in its last season by Disney because they decided, you know what, we don't need to give this a third season. It's not like we haven't. You know, it's not doing well. We also didn't promote it at all, but, you know, it doesn't need a third season. We can just split it up into three 40-minute specials. I will have some things to say about that in my review, but that's neither here nor there. That's going to be Tuesday. Next Thursday, however, I get to review the Lightyear movie, and I was actually not excited about this at first because I was just like, I'll eventually I'll have to review it, but I've actually heard surprisingly good things about it, so color me intrigued. Anyway... In addition to that, I will be doing some streaming. Uh, it looks like I will probably be doing some Warframe streaming on Tuesday and Thursday next week. So, you know, check that out. If you're watching this on... <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, I will have already started Warframe streaming um, that Tuesday. The same day this actually should go up there. So, you yeah, know, look forward to that. See you guys next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you.